Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors' wild 119-118 win against Indiana Pacers. Riker, I'm just still in shock by that ending, setting a t start, putting the Raptors on a 12-game win streak, a franchise record. I, I, I'm in a state of euphoria right now, Riker. A, a franchise record win streak, a franchise record through 51 games. This is with no Kawhi Leonard. Serge Ibaka hitting game-winning threes. A 10-point or 11-point comeback in the last two minutes, Ben. Let's let's we'll break down the players. We'll we'll break down the stats, but let's start where it all matters, Ben. That that closing two minutes. Oh my God! High stress playoff type atmosphere, Ben. That was the wildest, maybe the best regular season game that we've witnessed this season so far. Certainly the most stressful and then the most exhilarating in terms of payoff for all that stress. I definitely agree with you there because not just the last two minutes, Riker. The Raptors started off pretty high. It looked like they, they were going to come out and be focused. They started off after the first quarter up 10. Then the second quarter, the Pacers came in and just slapped the Raptors. Then the third quarter, the Raptors made their way back, came down back from like a 19-point deficit, but the Pacers got back in control, and as you mentioned it, with about two minutes to go, they're up 10, and... When you're up 10 points with two minutes to go with a team that's, you know, pretty solid, always focused, executing their offense like the Pacers do, it's very rare you see things happen where the other team comes back. And But but the Raptors just always keep fighting. And Nick Nurse, never you can never count a team with Nick Nurse as head coach out because he just runs these schemes, these presses that change the game completely, put it on its head, and the Raptors ran that full-court trap once again, Riker, and like we saw in the Dallas game where we made that 30-point comeback, like we've seen multiple times this season, when we run these weird defensive sets in spurts, not running it the whole game, but running it at times to catch the other team off guard, we go on massive runs. Well, you're exactly right, Ben, and it's it was that. It's that in combination with Kyle Lowry stepping up massively this game. Mm -hmm. Serge Ibaka obviously hitting those huge shots. And then Pascal Siakam continuing to be aggressive. And then there was a few little things like there was an out-of-bounds uh, call that was in favor of the Indiana Pacers. It looked like it was off of Serge Ibaka. They overturned it just by a hair from Miles Turner's finger, apparently touched the ball. That went in the Raptors' favor. Obviously, no calls in that last seven seconds. So there's a few little things, but I would say by by far, Ben, you hit the nail on the head. That last two minutes, switching up the defense, because for the entire game, the Indiana Pacers were in control yep. because their defensive switches were fantastic in collapsing in the lane and then switching onto three-point shooters. The The Raptors' offense was, was stifled for most of it, and it wasn't until they were able to get on the fast break that they got any momentum to get back into the game. And then, like exactly like you said, once they implemented that full-court trap, and we usually only see it with the bench mob, but now it's with the starting unit guys. They get a few uh, turnovers. They're, they're attacking the lane aggressive, and then all that crowd energy and momentum leads to this huge... Huge comeback and this massive upset win. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal to see just the energy going through the Raptors arena, just watching it. it was it was exhilarating to watch. But Riker, a lot of people are gonna talk about Kyle Lowry's amazing performance, Sergi Baca's heroics at the end, but the player I want to give credit to, Pascal Siakam. Twenty five points, nine rebounds, five assists tonight, three steals, and you, you watch this game, for a lot of it, the Pacers' focus of their defense was to stop Pascal Siakam. They were throwing bodies upon bodies on Pascal. They have two bigs ready to clog up the paint, which is usually a recipe to slow down Siakam, as we saw in the playoffs with the Sixers and occasionally this season. And I've been calling all year, and he's done it occasionally, usually against lesser teams, lesser competition, but 
For Pascal Siakam, even when he's struggling, for when the game matters, he has to take over. He has to be able to get us easy buckets, get us shots when when the time matters, win us games. And tonight, even though Serge Ibaka hit the game winner, he was the one down the stretch that was attacking the rim, scoring when it mattered, got steals when it mattered, went right to the rim, was playing the right way. And if Siakam is playing like this in the playoffs, I am fully confident we are able to get out of these. This is what we need. This is what Kawhi Leonard did for us last year. We still have the role players. We still have the coaching to be a, a top tier playoff team and to have that star, that superstar that can consistently execute down the stretch even if you're struggling earlier, even if the team like the Indiana Pacers or whoever you're up against is game planning for you, to be able to make those plays, that's the that's the true test of a championship caliber team. And if Siakam could do this like he showed tonight, I'm fully confident in this roster and you know, we, we don't have to do anything. His his shooting wasn't on though, that's the only thing. And then even in that big stretch, most of his points came from free throws. Uh, you know, he got the benefit of the doubt on a few calls, it seemed like. What I was impressed with, and it, it sort of falls into what you're saying here, is that he wasn't doing very well, mm-hmm. right? But he didn't shy away, so he was still calling for the ball, exactly. still attacking the lane. He was backing down to bonus and whoever's on him. Now, they're not a massive team, right? They're, I would say they're they're a better defensive team than the Raptors have seen in this past 11-game stretch. They're not larger than the top five teams in the east however they're bigger they, he in made terms the of right size. P- he, in terms of size sabonis is their biggest guy out there on the court and right turner now. miles and turner. miles and turner i'm not okay i'm not knocking their defense what mm-hmm. i'm saying is pascal siakam he didn't have to do it through scoring what he did was he backed his way in or he tacked he got into deep post position and then made some really good mm-hmm. passes. It didn't necessarily lead to assists every time, but he made the right passes out into the wing or onto the corner, and then that's what allowed some good ball movement and then opened up guys like Kyle Lowry, Terrence Davis, Serge Ibaka to knock down their shots. So I agree with you that even even if he's not scoring down the stretch, he needs to be the guy that's commanding all the attention, and it looked like he didn't shy away from this big game here tonight, and, and I, I definitely agree with what your train of thought is here, man. Most definitely. And... You look at stars around the league. You can look at LeBron James, Kawhi. Not every game they're going to have great scoring nights. I'm not saying Pascal is at that level just yet. That's where we want him to be. But they're not going to have amazing, high-efficient games every night. And Siakam wasn't horrible tonight by any means. But definitely not his best shooting game. He, He was kind of stopped for stretches in this one. But to have the right mindset, the attack, the saying, I'm going to take over this game, whether it be with passing, whether it be with scoring at the end of this one, that, that's what we want to see out of our number one option. So shout out to Pascal Siakam for doing that down the stretch. Really just great to see, amazing to see. But the, the players that we got to talk about that played out of their minds tonight, Kyle Lowry with 32 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds. When the Raptors were struggling, particularly mid-game, he was the one that really kept us in it. He was hitting threes. He was attacking the rim relentlessly. Just going in some 2016-esque attacking for Kyle Lowry because he was just on a mission tonight to get this W. We saw it from the jump. And Serge Ibaka, 30 points, get this man a scarf, seven rebounds, obviously the game-winning shot. Those two guys were were just remarkable tonight, Riker. Ben, Kyle Lowry, he broke out the layup package here tonight. Mm -hmm. He, He went deep into his bag of tricks because he was finishing. He had in the first quarter one really nice, he sort of, leaned into the body whoever was guarding him and then just pulled across for it was a euro step but it it finished with a bit of a runner in the lane 
you don't often see Lowry getting crafty, right? Usually he just bullies his way down low. I thought tonight he did a really good job of being an attack point guard, which Mm -hmm. we don't always need from him. But in tonight's game where they were collapsing and focusing a lot of attention on our bigs, specifically Siakam, I thought this was a perfect game for Lowry to exercise why he's still an all-star and still arguably the best player on this team, Ben. And And then Serge Ibaka, he's been the topic of debate now on whether or not he could be packaged up in a trade deal if we are indeed looking to make a move. But tonight establishes it for me. I I, I can't go back on this statement now. There is no way that I would be willing to trade Serge Ibaka for what he is able to bring to us now from a veteran standpoint and just from an all-around defensive offensive tandem ability this man he 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 showed me he made me or he made me a believer again Ben and we got to keep him around Riker, how hungry are you? The man's rocking scarfs left left right and center he's the OG scarf definitely outplayed OG Ananobi tonight but you nailed it on the head. Sergi Baca is so valuable for this team. In order for us to, to give him up or even debate giving him up, it would have to be a, a star, a superstar in return. Because especially with Gasol's questionable player availability, because he's been injured this year, he's an older guy, even though he's extremely valuable to this team when he's on the court. We need Sergi Baca, regardless if Gasol's there or not, to anchor our defense when Gasol's not on the court. But most importantly, give that scoring punch in the paint and make those middies, make those shots. He's He's been such an asset ever since Nick Nurse has moved him to center last season. He's revitalized his career, won a championship, and he's going to be an integral piece for our playoff run. So I'm in full agreement with you there. But the the Raptors, the, the one other player that I really want to talk about who had an amazing game against the Bulls, really came in and gave a lot of energy to this team. Terrence Davis, not the box scores, the other three players we mentioned, but 11 points, uh, 3-7 from the field, but... This man is just so confident. I remember one possession, he went down, he kind of missed a layup, he threw it right into Turner, and then right away the Raptors got the steal and they gave it right back to him. And usually when players miss a shot or they, they make kind of a boneheaded play, they, they're tentative the next couple possessions. And that's that's not Terrence Davis, though. He's got the, the same confidence that we see usually from Fred Van Vliet, and he fired it up right away. And that that's just mentality. Even though he's an undrafted rookie and he has so much development to do, that's that just shows and the confidence that Nick Nurse has to play him the whole fourth quarter I'm just so high on Terrence Davis right now and he's continuing to show up for the Toronto Raptors team Ben where is he getting his confidence from this is an undrafted rookie Mm -hmm. where is he getting this confidence to play late game late game minutes down the stretch and then also to be hitting some of the biggest shots some of the big momentum boosters for the Toronto Raptors in my mind he is cementing himself a place in the playoff roster, oh, yeah. which is absurd for a championship defending team, mm-hmm. right? For a guy that hasn't even proven himself in a single season for the Raptors, has already be has already been able to become one of our reliable guys, right? He's not oh, yeah. it's not night in night out, but hit reliability from you know what you're gonna get from him and his confidence in taking shots. It is fantastic to watch. Even Fred Van Vliet's rookie year took him a full season to, as you mentioned, establish himself as a consistent player and get the confidence of the coaching staff. And it looks like Terrence Davis, even though he was losing a couple of minutes, and Nick Nurse even mentioned that he he's trying to he gets frustrated when he doesn't play TD enough. But we have so many wings and established guys on this team that it's, it's just going to happen sometimes. But TD's got to be in the playoff rotation. He has just been remarkable. And I guess the last person we'll talk about, Fred Van Vliet. He had 10 points, 7 assists tonight. Not the craziest game for Fred, but once again, 
was able to kind of calm the team, got us a few buckets when we needed it. Having a backcourt filled with TD, Fred Van Vliet, and Kyle Lowry with Norman Powell out, where we're not even counting the guy that's been averaging 15 points per game for with us, it's, it's got me just fulfilled with confidence going forward for the rest of the season and heading into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. Um, if like I, I'm just I'm just liking what I'm seeing from our all around unit here, and it was a little bit smaller if we look at who's closing. Like Fred, we know what we're gonna get from our boy Fred, mm-hmm. right? We know what we're gonna get from Lowry. Now we have Terrence Davis coming through the mix, and if we can have guys close us out like Serge Ibaka, and then actually have an attack mentality, Pascal Siakam, there's no reason we can't continue this stretch of basketball, and there's no reason we can't have good success in the playoffs, Ben. Most definitely. Well, Riker, we got to swing into the segments because this game was absolutely wild, and tonight I think it's clear the spicy P lay of the day. It's going to Serge Ibaka. Riker, what was going through your mind when that ball gets swung to Serge Ibaka on the above the break three, and he just swishes it home to put the Raptors up one when it feels like we haven't led the whole game since the first quarter? Ben, back to back to back podcast. Now we've mentioned our confidence mm-hmm. in that man taking threes. Complete paradigm shift from previous seasons <laughs> where we are choking if we if we notice that he's going up for one and. To have this full swing, this full 180, now that he is hitting game-winning threes, contested, could have been a foul. He falls back into the front row. It is mind-boggling. I, I'm I'm still almost sweating from that shot, Ben. It, it was just shocking. It was jarring to watch. And then that, that whole last possession as well. I think this this is going to swing it into the, the not all plays. could be the spicy play of the day. Some just make you say, oh, geez. And Riker, that last possession of the game. That was that was just the most hectic moment of my life. Maybe maybe that's an, a hyperbole, but Serge Ibaka hits the shot. The Pacers immediately run back down the court. It seems like everyone's in scramble mode. Someone shoved Oladipo out of bounds. There's definitely a, a missed call on that possession. Even though we're we're Raptors homers and we're rooting for the Raptors, there's there's clearly something missed in that last possession. Even though there's fouls missed all throughout the game, so there's no reason to blame the or say the loss was on that for the Pacers. But definitely just a, a wild possession. Brogdon has the ball, then it gets. Uh, stripped from him I lost the wording there and then we see Terrence Davis go on the fast break I'm excited I'm like why did he stop and then I realized the game's over and we won it was it was just a whole it flashed the game flashed before your eyes and the Raptors ended up getting the W I think everyone was lost in the in the hype in the intensity of the matchup it should have you're right it should have been either an out of bounds or a foul probably and that could have been the difference for the Indiana Pacers tonight we can both be candid and practical enough to say that Mm. that is a missed call Um, however right with the huge scramble that was going on there was bodies flying around everywhere on the rebounds and on the missed shots chaos momentum and like you said you didn't even know that the that the time that the time had perspired from the game um so it was crazy crazy ending ben crazy most definitely. And there was a lot of missed calls on Siakam this game underneath the rim. So it was a chippy game. So you can't really blame the game on a missed call. But definitely a missed call at the end of this one. But finally, the infamous, the one, the only, Damari Kirill Gold Star Award, Riker. And tonight, I hate to do it because he's one of my favorite players. But OG Ananobi, zero points tonight for this game. Didn't really, we had one of those unconfident OG games. He wasn't ready to shoot it when he was open. The Pacers were kind of sagging off him. And... 
You know, people, Zach Lowe came out and said when talking about the Raptors trade deadline, they said that the Raptors are all in on the season. They're, they're saying they'll only make a move if there's a move that could possibly you know, put them on the upswing. They're not going to sell any players to, to trade down. They said that swing asset could be OG Ananobi. And in games like this, you understand why he would be that, that swing asset because he has so much potential. He's a guy that I'm really high on. I think he'll have an amazing career. But to trade him for a guy like Gallinari, that's that's what people are talking about. Get a wing player that you can count on night in, night out, because OG has been inconsistent this year. He's had a lot of higher highs than he's had in years past, but he's had duds like this one. What were your thoughts on just OG in this game, and then what maybe this game, as obviously your your bias is towards the, the present and watching this game the night before the trade deadline, do you think this might have an impact on what Masai Ujiri does, or he's not that short-sighted or anything like that? Ben, well, funny enough, funny enough, I was going to give you the gold star for having made recently the comment that OG Ananobi would be our best defender against Giannis in a series against the Bucks. And tonight I was looking for him. This is really the first plus 500 team that the Raptors have played in a while, I believe. Yeah, I think the Sixers uh, is the last but, team. Yeah, and so this was the potential to be a test here, and he could have swung up and defended Sabonis or even gone down, guarded Oladipo for stretches if he wanted to. I just didn't see a lot from OG Ananobi tonight. Um, so he, he he is the recipient. But I, I don't think that tonight's game is going to be the the pull-trigger event. Yeah. I think that if there was something cooking, then that, that would have been already in the works. And yeah. I think that, you know, I, I don't even see this being like if they were on the fence, like this is our – this is what's going to make us go ahead and make the trade. I think that they're the Raptors are smart enough to know that whatever they, they make, it needs to be a move that will get them into the finals, right? Get them through the East. And it, it doesn't have anything to do with their actual opinion of a player on the Raptors. I would, I would assume it more so has to do with the player that's being brought in. So I don't think it'll have any sway on what we're going to see tomorrow evening. Yeah, most definitely. And a lot of people were calling for OG to be traded in the, the Twitch stream and all that and everyone everyone watching it has the feelings of watching what you see in the last game is what you want to do and he does have some value so it'd be interesting to see on the trade market but I'm in agreement with you the Raptors are not going to make any quick decisions based on one or two games OG has certainly been on an upward trajectory maybe not as upward as or as exponential as some people would like I'm still very high on the guy I think he's going to be amazing for the Toronto Raptors but it's going to be interesting to see what happens, Riker. The trade deadline is tomorrow. The moves, they, they haven't been as big as last year, but we had a four-team deal last night. Andre Iguodala is now on the Miami Heat as well. So tomorrow could be wild. It could not be. Let us know what you guys think of should the Raptors make a trade. What were your thoughts on this whole game? It's been a hectic time to be an NBA fan, hectic time to be a Raptors fan. I love love to see it. You're the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Riker, you have any last words? But up, um, <laughs> didn't have anything. Wanted something cool to say. That's it for me, Ben. Cheers.